0: Friends, this morning we are continuing through our 40 days of generosity. And so far we've talked about a number of different ways that God calls us to live a generous life. And today we'll take a closer look at gener- generosity, specifically in the form of hospitality. If you'd like to follow along in a Bible, you can see on the screen, the passage today is Hebrews 13one to three. You'll find Hebrews near the end of the New Testament. After the Gospels, Acts, all of Paul's letters, we get Hebrews, then there are just a few more short letters and Revelation. So this morning we're reading this short passage from the last chapter of Hebrews. As we turn to God's word, let's pray. Holy Spirit, you have welcomed us into your presence. And now we ask again, speak to us today, O God. Open us to your word and open us to your love. May our story find meaning in you, amen. Listen for the word of the Lord. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. By so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Or to put it another way, some have entertained angels unawares. That's how the King James Version translates this last phrase of verse two. And if you were reading along, you might have noticed that our Pew Bibles also use that word entertains. They're an older NIV translation. And maybe that language sounds a little more familiar to you as it does to me. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? Entertaining angels. Of course, the meaning of the word entertain has shifted slightly in the 400 years or so since the translators of the King James Version used it. And even since 1984, which is when the NIV translation that we have was published. Although I do find it kind of amusing to think about angels being entertained by going to the movies or watching the Michigan game on a Saturday afternoon. But I think the modern NIV translates this well for the way we more typically speak about this concept today. We show hospitality. What's harder to see is some wordplay that's going on in the words the author chose in Greek. Verse one literally says, let Philadelphia remain. Philadelphia comes from two Greek words, the first half The phila comes from the Greek word for love. And the second half, the delphia, comes from the Greek word for sibling. So this is a familial, brotherly, sisterly sort of love. If it sounds familiar, it is also where the city of Philadelphia gets its name. It's the city of brotherly love. So verse 1, we have philadelphia, and verse 2 literally says, Do not neglect philazenia. Can you hear how those two words start the same way? Philadelphia, Philazania. They share a common root in that first half of the word, which is philia, love. The other half of this second word, zenia, is the Greek word for hospitality. So we could think of this as a hospitable love or a loving hospitality. Zenia is also related to the Greek word, xenos which carries a pretty broad range of meaning. Foreigner and stranger are part of it, but also both guest and host. I always thought it was really interesting that guest and host are the same word in Greek. Xenia, hospitality then, is the practice of welcoming foreigners and strangers, of being a good host and also being a good guest. So we have two kinds of love described in this passage. Philadelphia, sibling love, and Philosonia, a hospitable stranger love. The way these two words are parallel to each other suggests that these concepts are both important, maybe even equally so. Let Philadelphia continue, and don't forget Philosonia. Let sibling love continue, and don't forget stranger love. It seems like the author is saying to the church here, you've already been loving one another as brothers and sisters. Good job, keep it up. Now don't neglect to love strangers too. So I think the first part of this passage gives us a what. What God might be calling us to do. And that's easier said than done, I think. It's easier to be generous and hospitable to people we know, isn't it? I don't think that's a bad thing. But I do think what the writer of Hebrews might be getting at here is that sometimes we decide that loving our people is enough. And we forget, or maybe on some level we choose to forget, to care for people who are strangers, whether they're strangers because we've literally never met them before or because they're a bit different from us. So the second half of this passage starts to move toward answering the question, how? How do we love strangers? Well, we show them hospitality. And there's more to hospitality than having someone over to our home, although that can certainly be part of it. Hospitality in this sort of idea is an act of generous, welcoming love. We're gonna put it another way, Hospitality is generous love in action. It's the practice of seeing someone else and welcoming them with love, inviting them into our world. And that seeing is an important first step. It's hard to welcome someone if you don't notice that they need welcoming or if you don't notice that they're there at all. Verse 3's emphasis on remembering those who are suffering and in prison warns us against a falling into this out-of-sight, out-of-mind kind of way of treating people. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison. Remember them as if you could see them, as if you were right there next to them, looking them in the eye. Seeing someone else then goes beyond just noticing them. It means truly seeing them as their own person and beginning to know them. Being seen and being known are powerful experiences. In our last sermon series, we talked about some of our core human needs for connection, relationship, belonging. And these are the things that generous hospitality is all about. When a child says, watch me, and you say, I'm watching. Or when you're having a hard time and you don't know how to express it, and then someone looks over and just asks, you okay? That sort of seeing and being seen is valuable. It builds connection, and it says, you are not alone. And when we spend so much of our time connected to information and disconnected, from other human beings, you are not alone, is an incredibly powerful statement. And so seeing others leads us toward knowing others. The second part of verse three takes that step from seeing others to knowing them. And remember those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. The literal Greek here says, to remember those who are mistreated Because you yourselves are in the body, that is to say, remember them not only as if you can see them, but in your very self. Know their experience, their pain, as if you can feel it yourself. If you've ever watched a movie where a character gets hurt and kind of flinched, or seen someone trip and gone, "Ooh, that must hurt, you know this feeling our bodies react when we see people in pain because we know what pain feels like. And so the writer of Hebrews says, we too react when we see other people in pain. It's as though the writer of Hebrews wants to root hospitality in our very bones. I'm reminded of a line from the novel To Kill a Mockingbird. You never really understand a person until you consider things from their point of view, until you climb inside of their skin and walk around in it. It's a visceral image. This level of knowing someone else is hard. It requires us to step outside of ourselves, to be so generous in how we give of ourselves that we are able to see and hear what other people long for. Learning to practice this kind of compassionate, hospitable knowing opens us to new relationships and builds a community. So seeing and knowing are the first steps. When they are truly generous, hospitable seeing and knowing, they lead us to action. We see, we know, and we act in love. And this brings us back to the beginning of our passage this morning. The sibling love and stranger love that the author of Hebrews commends to us are less about emotions, although again, they can certainly include that, but they're more about actions. Keep on loving one another. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. These are ways of being with and for other people that enact God's love. They're ways of making space for people to belong when I think of this seeing and knowing other people that then leads to actively loving them, I don't have to look very far. I see the hope quilts, a physical symbol of how we see other people's needs. In a few weeks, you might see again name tags that invite us to know other people's names and for others to know ours. I'm reminded of the crossing and hand-to-hand, which are actively working to meet the needs of our friends just across the street. When we live from a place of love, when we see other people, know them, and love them, we have room to welcome those who are other than us. If you've been around North Holland for a little while, or if you were listening this morning when Pastor Odd led the call to worship, this progression might sound familiar to you. Known loved, welcome. This is part of the greeting we often use after our call to worship, where God says to us, you are known, you are loved, you are welcome. When we say this, we are remembering God's incredibly generous hospitality to us. God, who is so different from us, but who sees us, knows us, loves us so much that he quite literally climbed into our skin and walked around in it. God who gave up everything at the cross, who rose again and ascended into heaven to make a place to welcome us home. Generous hospitality ultimately comes not from us, but from God. At our best, Our hospitality does not come from a sense of obligation. Instead, it is an outpouring of God's love in us. We imitate God's hospitality, welcoming each other because God first welcomed us when we did not deserve it. In a way, our showing hospitality is how we are good guests of God, our host. It's a response of gratitude. We aren't always good at it. There are times when we miss people or misunderstand their needs or try to give them a cup of cold water and spill it all over their shirt instead. But hospitality is not about getting it right or putting on some huge event. Far more than that, it's about faithfulness. Taking small, simple steps, day after day, week after week, Losing your spot. There it is. It's about paying attention to where you are in your manuscript and also to other people, (laughs) welcoming them into your world, even if it's just for that one moment. And I think this is where that odd little comment about angels might have something to tell us. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, Some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. The point here isn't about the angels. It isn't even about the reason for being hospitable. We don't show hospitality because you never know who might be an angel, and we don't want to mess that one up. That would be hospitality from a sense of obligation or maybe even fear, sort of waiting for God to smite us when we get it wrong at the wrong time. And that's not who scripture tells us God is. If the point here isn't about the why of hospitality, I think it might be again bringing us back to the how. It's the phrase without knowing it that really strikes me in this passage. Because how would we ever end up unknowingly showing hospitality to angels unless we were in the habit of showing hospitality to anyone who crosses our path? Unless we could treat an angel in disguise just like we treat everyone else. Which kind of seems like a tall order, to be honest, but I don't think this is about adding more to our to-do list. If anything, it's about slowing down. Slowing down enough to see other people, and ourselves for that matter, as God sees them. It's slowing down enough to generously receive the gifts that God generously gives and to share them with both siblings and strangers, who in turn also share them with us. Hospitality is reciprocal. We see and we are seen. We know and we are known. We love and we are loved. We welcome and we are welcomed. When we're actively doing these things, we belong to one another and we have space to welcome people we do not yet have a relationship with, to welcome them into a community. And all of this happens not because of us, but because of what God has already done for us and what God the Holy Spirit enables us to do. And you may never know just how much a simple act of welcome might mean to someone. I remember the very beginning of the school year. I was probably a freshman in high school. One of the school counselors caught me in the hallway to tell me we had a new student who was starting a little bit late. And that afternoon, there was a workshop sort of event for students who were interested in music or theater. And a friend and I were going to it and the counselor knew this. And so she also knew this new student was coming. So she asked me if I'd say hi if I saw the new student there. That afternoon, we were all gathering in the high school auditorium, and I saw a girl about my age standing in the back, four or five rows of seats away from everyone else, and another woman there who looked enough like her that I was pretty sure it was her mom, and so I could make the logical guess that this was the new student I'd been told about. So I walked up, said hi, introduced myself, we talked a little bit, The workshop got started. She's out with my friends and me at lunch a few times until she settled into her own friend group, and life went on. I didn't really think about it again until it was about three years later, at the very beginning of the school year, when we were on a senior retreat with most of our class. One evening, we had some time set aside to think about things other people had done for us or something like that. I don't remember the exact prompt. But what I do remember is that girl raising her hand and saying, I was so nervous on my first day here, because I was new and everyone else had already started class and I was starting late. And then she looked across the room at me and said, Erin, you said hi to me, and I felt so welcomed because of you. As far as I was concerned, I hadn't done anything extraordinary. I didn't think I'd done much of anything, actually. It wasn't even my idea. The counselor put me up to it. But the thing I didn't know is that it didn't need to be extraordinary. It mattered to that person more than I ever would have known or even imagined, really, if she hadn't said something. What I received that evening was also an act of hospitality. Three years before, someone told me to pay attention and see this person. And in that simple acknowledgement so much later, that other person saw me. We may never know if the people we come across are angels incognito or other people who are just a little bit lonely. We may say hi to someone just because someone else told us to. And we may never know the impact of our very ordinary acts of hospitality. But none of these things make practicing hospitality any less worthwhile because of what God does through them. This is the kind of generous life that God opens to us and calls us to, slowing down enough to see, know, love, and welcome whoever crosses our path in simple, ordinary ways. So here is the invitation that Hebrews offers us. Pay attention, put generous love into action. Notice how you can practice simple, generous hospitality, both giving and receiving right where you already are. And if I may offer just one more invitation, If someone else's hospitality has made a difference to you, consider telling them about it because that is generous hospitality too. So friends, may our sibling love continue and may we not neglect stranger love. Perhaps we will show hospitality to angels without knowing it, but even if we don't, we do know that we serve a generous God who sees, knows, loves, and welcomes those we are likely to forget, and who sees, knows, loves, and welcomes us too. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.